Welcome to Invasion of Privacy. I'm Kate Wolf, and today I have amazing guest, good friend Amina Imani on Zoom, joining me virtually. Fresh face. <laughs> In a cheetah hot sports bra top. She's looking good, like she worked out today. Maybe she ran and lifted. Who knows? But you look fantastic. I just rode my bike. I rode my bike to a doctor's appointment. Oh, really? Yeah, because I was like, up. Uh, I got up. You, you know how you wake up in time for something and then you still be late? And so it was like, do I push it and like walk? Or so it's like eight minutes by uh, bike and like 20 minutes by walk. So I just, so I was like three minutes late for my appointment. And I'm glad because it was like a school of people that was in the waiting room after I came out. So you, it's like you need to be on time to beat the crowd. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, I never really biked in manhattan or brooklyn but i know it's a whole other experience. yeah it's not for the it's not for the week kate it's not yeah. for the, but um you know anything i do is not it's not for the week so uh and that's not something i pride myself on it's just something that i acknowledge and i'm aware of that things that i do a lot of people wouldn't usually do but that's, i bike that's i bike i bike because it's economically friendly um and eco-friendly i heard so i'm i'm now you know, I'm practicing like this minimalist lifestyle. But I'm also seeing that in order to brag about it too, I should say I care about the environment and that goes hand in hand. So very, very nice. Do you have a good bike lock? I don't think it is a good one. Cause I think that you need one that kind of fold like it's long enough to loop around both tires because you know now these days it could go off either way. But it does. I haven't like I went to the movies one night and I was like, I said goodbye to my bike because I was like, if this is if this is the night that is going to be taken, I'm pretty sure it was because it's like it's like I went to the movies. The movie started at 10. It's the only bike sitting outside of the, the theater. So I literally going into the movie theater. I was like, if this is my last time seeing you, I'm ready to take it. <laughs> I don't I didn't. That's how that's how lack of trust I have in the bike lock. But I came back out, it was there, and I, I rolled home. So it's been doing a job. But I honestly, okay. I'm not a bike thief, but I just assume that what I have, I, it doesn't feel sufficient, but it's been working. Do you wear a helmet? No, that is one thing that I feel very, very bad about. We went bike riding for Labor Day, me and my son, and I wore a helmet then because, of course, when your kid is watching, you have to be... Um, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, you know what I'm saying? Like, you gotta be a good role model. I have to be the good role model. So I wore my cousin's helmet and as I was wearing it, I was like, you should probably get a helmet. And so now that I've been riding my bike more, I feel more guilty about having it before I was just riding it here and there. And it was like less frequent, but I think I am going to get a helmet, but like none of them are cute. I know, but you know, they saved my brother's life. He was biking in Brooklyn, you know? So what I do do is I just go extra slow. Like, you know, how some people be trying to like steal lights or they're in a rush. I'm never in a rush. I'm always like very cautious. I look left and right. I'm never on my bike where I have to be somewhere at a certain time. It's usually just like a little cruise ride and not far, but I, I do want to get a helmet. I've been feeling bad about that. I do. I okay. Cause you normally do everything, even though you're a badass and you're a rebel, you do 
I think you are a very safe person at the same time. That's how I see you. I am. I I try to be as safe as possible. Of course, I try to get away with stuff, but I also (laughs) feel safe. But no, I've been feeling it. I've been feeling convicted to get one. So maybe I'll, maybe, you know, but yeah, maybe I'll get one. But okay, I hope you do. Yeah. And I also want to say, so Amina, who is a comedian, passed at the cellar. It's been a bit now, but I just want to say that's really badass. And I'm proud of you. Like, that's your one of your home clubs now. Right. It's like. Yeah. Thank you. That's a big deal. Yeah. um, I've been enjoying myself thoroughly. I'm I'm actually uh, just grateful because I didn't I didn't know how important it was to be around other comedians that really really respect stand-up like for me I feel like we see that we've seen it all in New York and I've kind of gotten numb to just like watching you know regular shows and people do all types of sorts of things but um this is this is definitely a place where stand-up is held to its highest esteem and I, and it's so motivating. It is so motivating. And so I didn't even know that that is something that I needed. And so I'm just grateful to be there. I love, I love performing there. It's always great audiences. People fly into town to come specifically there. Um, and it's just, was that a lot of pressure for you at first that then eased up? Cause I, like I said, years ago, I was asked, if I wanted to audition and I didn't feel nerves wise, I could really handle it. Plus other things. Was that really there for you or were you pretty chill the whole time? I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't, I don't think it's anything to be chill about. I feel like the, the reputation and the caliber of the club stands firm. Mm. Um, And yeah, I mean, yeah, there's a level of pressure, but at the end of the day, like I can't change who I am to, like, what am I going to do? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, well, that's a really healthy mindset, you know, that I think it's the one you're supposed to have if you can achieve it. Yeah. But for me, it is the seller. And I mean, I'm proud of a lot of clubs I've been at. Like I was hanging with you a lot when we passed comic strip late night, you know, that is a huge club, you know, like there are many in the city that, I would be on stage and be like, this is an honor to be on this stage, you know? Uh, but obviously seller has a lot of famous people roll through regularly. And like you said, people, people will fly out for all sorts of things in Manhattan. It's definitely a cool place with all the shows and stuff, but yeah, seller, it's a big deal. So I think I just wanted to bring that up that, that you're there regularly. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and this is, I think this is just a piece of, of gem for anybody who is a performer. I mean, uh, even if we think that the stakes are high, it's like, what would you rather focus on? Would you rather focus on the things that you can lose which is like very fear inducing, kind of unhealthy, or would you rather focus on just what you can do, the solution and being your best and also maybe enjoying yourself. Like at the end of the day, um, I feel like stand up is, is transactional. Um, You know, of course we have nights where it's just like, we kind of are out of it. It's our job. And we're just kind of maybe going through the motions, but for the most part it's it's a conversation. So like even me, you came to this podcast and we have, we're transferring energy. We're, we're, we're happy. We want to have a good time. It's not like we came here and we're just like, 
Yeah, like you know, like hurry up, let's get you know. But it's it's you want to have a good time, so um, yeah. I think that I had to just kind of check myself, like you know, based on all your feelings and emotions towards this pressure. What are any what what can you really do about it? And it's like, well, really, just not focus on it because if you do focus on it, it will it would impede on having a good time and and being the true artist that you've obviously proven to be. So. Um, I think now I don't, I mean, it, it changes your, your, your mindset of like, this is my profession. This is, you know, this is business, but also like, this is who I am. And you, you gotta be confident in that because if you're not, that's going to be the first step to failure. No. And that's beautiful. And I know when I was getting up regularly in Manhattan, for me, the nerves did ease as you regularly do it. You do build a muscle for even the nerves that, I don't think you really are. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of a neurotic Jew. It's part of our friendship. I'm the kind of neurotic one. And you've always been a bit calmer, but you're spazzy in your own ways. I don't want to act like you're this like calm, perfect guru. Cause I don't even think anyone's no, we all have our stuff. Um, and well, I get pretty calm. Uh, you're a pretty calm person. I think. Well, for sure. I think before when, when you saw me, you know, jumping up and down everywhere, it was, it was, it was a bit of anxiousness, Mm. but now that I've like grown firm in, in who I am, where things are going, like there's a calm, there's a peace and serenity around that. Just being, just knowing that here I am and this is, this is good enough. Like there's no there's no stress. Like don't, don't, don't overdo it. You know what I mean? So that, that, that has calmed me down a lot because before I feel like we get a little anxious and trying to prevent so many things when it's like, even if the worst thing was to happen, you will still be okay. And so that's where I find my calm and knowing that it's been some stuff that has happened and I've been okay. And it's been the worst of the worst, like, cause I was there. And I saw it, you know what I mean? So, and, and it's just like anything in life. I feel like when you first learn to do any kind of thing, of course, in the beginning, it's rough. You got to fall. It's hard on you. But then after a while, you know, somebody pushes you and like your shoulder just kind of leans a little bit, but you're more resilient. So I think that's where the the, the calm com- kind of comes in. Like, oh, like, oh, okay. Like, I'm, I'm all right. There's no need. Yeah. There's no alarm here. Like. You're figuring it out. It'll be all right. <laughs> so, so yeah, I think that's that's where the calm comes from. But I still be like trying to have a good time and like, where's the three? Oh, you're still you still got fun, crazy energy to you, but you are a pretty calm person. How I see you. Um, by the way, I'm sure you've heard Queen Elizabeth died today I at 96. Rest in peace. Rest in yeah. peace. 96. That's that's um. That's a um, milestone for for anybody. So uh, yeah, rest in peace to her. And she looked like she was still kind of partying. Like like who knows what her life really was, but she seemed kind of cool, like granny cool. You know, I feel like anybody who's not hooked up to uh, you know like things from the hospital and they're not you know. You know, because you older people get to where it's like they're not even operable. So the fact that she was able to even walk on her own at that age. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, she was she was doing all right. 
So now it's Prince Charles is going to be King Charles, correct? I guess that's how that works. You let, you let me know, sis. You, you <laughs> the, the degrees of separation is, is more for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know much. I don't know much about like the like, like a people like come on, monarchy. <laughs> but you know, I do obviously. I do like Meghan Markle, and I like that right. they stepped away. I thought that was a cool thing to kind of go against it a bit because no one's ever done that and I watched the crown and just it's a tough life because they're trying to often be something they're not and they feel this pressure like you have to be the whole family so I kind of think it's cool that Harry and Meghan for the first time were like nah we don't agree with all of that meanwhile you've got Charles and I think his wife Camilla who seems like a real tea party like she doesn't fart kind of lady so that makes me a little like eh. but they're not really the ones running things i don't think well, i feel like it's all show. people still subscribe to that life of like what they have to do um but i feel like even with the new generation obviously people are just like we not subscribing to that we want to be <laughs> whoever we want to be whether it works for you or not and so you know do do they thing i don't i don't really um I mean, I, I remember the interview. I remember the, the social media going crazy about the whole thing. Um, but, and I'm pretty sure they're going to be doing a lot of things, obviously, for her um, to pay homage and stuff. But I'm not like, I didn't watch The Crown and, and that kind of stuff. But I feel like I know enough and I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to announce it. Shane's the one who texted me. He was like, he was like, the queen died. And it took me a second to be like, who's the queen? <laughs> You thought he was reading a book? <laughs> like, what episode is this? I was confused for a second. And then I was like, oh, shit. Um, also, I wanted to let you know, Amina. So I always talk about it, but Amina and I had an award-winning web series. <laughs> award. I, I gave the award myself. We didn't actually win it from, like, someone else. But... I'm trying to get back to that Amina. I'm trying to get back to that Amina. The, the, the Amina who was like, why not? Let's just do it. It doesn't matter what the end result is. I we just like made really fun ones, like real fast, whatever <laughs> we were feeling. Yeah. and now But I was showing CG all of them, like, and he doesn't like all of my stuff out there. Some of it, he's like, uh, but he, sh I showed him ours and he was like fucking with it. I mean, they're good. And like the people, the one, even with your ripped jeans where we do a dumb one, because Amina had for real this, <laughs> this pair of jeans that had so many holes in them. She was basically almost naked, but yeah, that's basically <laughs> what it be. That's really what it is. Like, how can, I, how can I camouflage what it really was and what, I mean, cause I think I look my best without clothes. So naturally it's just like how little of clothes can I wear? So I could look my best, honestly. They were great. They were sexy, but just like Menuhin in it is hysterical. Derek, Nico, Monroe, like Chloe, obviously. I mean, we had, it was like even a good cast, you know, and like you look at it now and everyone's doing great and I don't know, they're still funny. So anyway, I wanted to tell you that because in one of them, we have a thing where you say to me, you're so white. And I wanted you to know that I am part, not a lot. Moroccan. That makes me a little African, Amina. So I wanted you to know that, you know, I'm not pure white. Like I'm almost, but I, I'm a little Moroccan. 
And I felt like maybe it would make you feel even closer to me. <laughs> you thought I was the only white person on your 30th boat party, but it turns out I'm a tiny little bit African and I couldn't be prouder. Let's go to the next segment. It's why I can dance pretty good for a white person, I think. Next segment. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> see, if we were making our web series still, that would be a whole thing because she just made me feel like I socially wanted to die. And that's that's what I mean. <laughs> we're connected. We're the same. <laughs> I'm not saying we're the same. I'm just saying like you and your Emmy. <laughs> Girl, like I see you as one of my closest friends and we just get along really well. It don't have to be it, right? Like just text me. It don't have to be <laughs> what you're trying to make it be. Like it's <laughs> girl. But all right. You so you did your um you did your genealogy, you did your uh my mom did it. I you only do ancestry if you got some like extra money. My so mom did it. You're using your mother's ancestry. She she has it says like she has a lot of African. She but never y'all, told y'all me. are not identical. But all right, girl. Fine. I'll I'll tell you the results when I finally decide to take. Have own. you done them? Get your own. No. Get your own. Fine. I'll get my own, and it's going to come back and be like fifty percent Elvin, and I'll be like, tell me about it. <laughs> I wish they told you your alien star seed planet stuff that would be cool if it came back and it told you what other solar systems you lived in I, I heard you I heard what you said I just that's not I'm not connected to that okay we'll move on to the next topic because you're being rude which is setting boundaries <laughs> Mina and I had a great <laughs> Ooh, I'm rocking. Topic three, setting boundaries. Bitch, you just broke the boundary with the first topic. There you go. Setting boundaries. Amina and I had a great conversation because it's something in our society that's very hard to do, to follow your own path, to say no if you're not feeling something, whatever it is. And we have both in similar and different ways have been learning how to set boundaries because guilt steps in and wants you to say yes to a lot of things or not let people down, whatever it is that makes you feel that you have to not set a boundary when you want to. So I just wanted to bring that up because we had a really good discussion about it. (laughs) Yeah. um, I had to start setting boundaries um, a while back it was very hard because in a way you feel like you're portraying yourself, but it's like your old self, right? So I recognize codependencies, people-pleasing patterns, um, and and just I kind of prided myself in putting other people's needs and wants before my own. And then once I started realizing how it was taken more from me. I had to kind of, you know, gain that autonomy in, in setting those boundaries. Setting boundaries are hard because I feel like people, you don't even recognize how people see you and how you see yourself in other people's lives. So you just, everybody's just so used to it. Mm. Like just, everyone's just used to something. 
And and because it's been that way and it, and we like it because we don't want change in that way. Like that's why we sometimes depend on our friendships because we know that it's going to come with this. It's not nothing that's going to change. This is consistent. This is what I know. And so, um, yeah, it was, it was very hard. Um, but I think it was the best thing that I could have done for myself because, you know, I, even as a mom, I don't feel like mothers are given permission to put themselves first. It is almost, um, well, one is kind of innate to do that, but then it's just socialized. You see it everywhere um, in our culture to where if you do try to incite any type of autonomy in motherhood is, is viewed negatively. And so once um, I kind of connected the dots of, of why this is perceived that way, I just was like, you don't have to subscribe to that. And I just started setting boundaries that was one of the, the first things that I had to do was with being a mother, these are the boundaries. This is what I am gonna do. This is what I'm not going to do. And yeah, it'll be contingent based on how I feel, but that's also my prerogative too. Mm-hmm. And so I always tell people, cause we we get upset and, and um, we get upset because people get upset about us setting the boundaries, but that's gonna come with that. That's gonna come with that, but it's important to, to, to say what you're going to do and what you're not going to do for any and everything, regardless of how it goes. Because I think usually people use that as the, the blueprint for what you should make your decisions based on. But it's like, I'm not, I'm not going to make that decision for that. And that's okay. Yeah. For me, also, when I don't set the boundaries, I go, I get into physical pain so fast that it's such a, it's like, I get put in a headlock by the universe, by God, goddess, whatever you want to call that force, you know? So for me, it's saved my life. You know, I have to say no, or I'm going to get an insane migraine or, you know, my Lyme disease usually acts up. So I think also because of the mind, body, spirit connection, when you can emotionally defend yourself, it affects your physical health, your spiritual health. And we're just not taught to do that we're taught like you should give, give, give until you literally die. And, um, you have to, if you want to put yourself first and I think thrive and not be totally drained, you got to say, no, like I deserve to be happy and not in suffering and to figure out and carve out my own way, not what everyone's telling me I'm supposed to be. And I think it's beautiful that that's what you're doing. You know, I think it's a really beautiful way to live. Well, setting boundaries for other people also helped me kind of lower my expectations for people too. So it wasn't something that I had to do um, for other people to kind of get on board with. It was also for me too, to meet other people where they're at. You know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. it's like, say you see someone and, and they are like giving you compliments and, and, and they're, they're loving on you and you appreciate that. But to expect that from someone who's not even in that place is unfair. So it kind of just helped me shift and move and meet people where they were at. So it wasn't just beneficial for me, but for other people as well. So now people in my life don't have to feel, you know, threatened if they don't live up to certain expectations that I have that most, most often you don't speak about. They're just kind of unspoken. You think people are supposed to know they're supposed to, you know, just assume and read your mind. And that's also not the case too. You do have to communicate. And also sometimes you might have to remind and reiterate too, 
Because mm-hmm. I feel like some people feel like, well, I already told that person what it was before. And it's like, well, just with anything new, you might have to try again. You might mess up. You might have to, you know, there will be error. You're learning. So um, that, that has kind of helped me give grace to people too. Okay. We'll go to the next topic, which is a change, <laughs> a total change of pace kind of, but you know who Noah Schnapp is, right? He's Will Byers from Stranger Things. Okay. I don't do you watch Stranger Things. I, don't, I do not watch Stranger Things. They have the Stranger Things experience here in New York. I know nothing about it. Um, I I don't know. I haven't really been watching. I've been reading a lot now because she's an intellect and a scholar. Uh, okay. uh, and that's just the that's just the like the season in my life right now. I did have a season where I was binge watching shows and watching a lot of TV. And then after a while, I was just like, mm, I don't know if this creatively feeds me. Mm-hmm. So let me let me try something else. And so I've been reading and that's that's been feeding me right now. That's great. Well, this is why I'm bringing up Noah Schnapp is okay. he's famous and he decided to still go to college for business entrepreneurship. Cool. But he's having issues at college because they're like a lot of the other college kids are trying to spike his drinks and like peer pressure him and capture on video stuff. And it's like, they're trying to get him to snort things, but I mean, spiking someone's drink is a whole other thing than trying to just tell them to do it. It's still whatever. But, um, I just wanted to bring that up. Cause it's like, people are so annoying. <laughs> no, for sure. Why would you try to spike someone's drink? I mean, I, I was wondering how he would do at college because he's a very famous person, you know? And I was like, because uh, Natalie Portman, she went to like Harvard or something and she, I think, had a fine time. Somehow she was able to do it. But it takes, I think, a pretty protective shell. We were talking about boundaries before to be able to, he's going to probably have to learn that because people are videotaping him everywhere and just giving him a hard time. And it's like, people need to figure out how to chill out. Well, I'm, I'm not really shocked. I feel like the culture of TV is people enjoy watching others suffer. Mm. I feel like that that is the culture in a sense. And so and what people watch and, and, and for entertainment goes from all types of levels of, of things. And so now with the internet being something that is like widely used on levels to where it's like, I'm waking up, here I am. I'm going, like people feel like everything needs to be a moment and captured. So these kids are just seeing it as another opportunity because they've seen other people take other opportunities of fights, car accidents, any type of tragedy. And this is a time for it to be something that we are entertained by. And so, um, yeah, I hope that, uh, you know, sometimes we make decisions and we don't make it based on what we might have thought we would have had to go through. So now, you know, maybe he can just adjust what, you know, journey he needs to take according to where he is in life. Because if you're famous and, you know, you want to be treated regular, but you're famous. And so um, the expectation, I don't know, it's like you're famous. So like, that's like me being like, oh, I don't want to be treated like a mom. And it's like, you're a mom. So, you know what I mean? So like, where, where, where can we meet what it is? And what it is to where it should be. So that's that's the only thing too. Yeah. 
And hopefully he has a good support system, whether it's family or friends or whoever to like help. Winona Ryder should step in. She's uh, his mom on Stranger yeah, Things. Just, just discern and and be and pick and choose. Because, you know, but that's hard to want to be included somewhere. And then this is where they're like, this is where we'll include you. And it's like, well, that's not cool. Yeah. Um, and also I wanted to say like, Fame isn't everything. So I kind of like that he was trying and is trying to build this other thing. Like, I think that's cool. He still wanted a college education, but if you are famous, you have to take it into consideration. I think he really wanted to have that normal, typical college experience, but it's like, you're famous, dude. Like, and people are kind of crazy out there. You gotta write a TV show about it and and watch it. Um, the other thing is, uh, cause we were having a pretty good conversation about life and I wanted to just bring up some of those things. So confusion is okay. And that's something I've been going through is as humans, I think we often want to know the answers, you know, where exactly is my life going to end up or when will this thing happen? And I think it's okay to be swirling in that. Cause I know I've been feeling a lot of unknowns. And I think when you really just surrender into the experience and knowing you're okay in each moment, that's what it's really about. But we're not taught, like people want answers all the time. And I just don't think it's how this is supposed to work. I think it all leads back to expectations too. I feel like somewhere down the line, we felt like we've mastered certain things in life, especially according to our age, like we should know this or we should know that or we should have this by now. But it's it's like we're we're ever growing, we're ever learning. So it's 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 not it's it's kind of unrealistic to expect, oh, at this point, like this is this is the 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 final of what you should. So I think calming down from that would would be best. Like we're all still kids. Like even, even though we're of a certain age, you're still in a sense, there's an inner child in you that still needs to be nurtured and, 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 um, that's, that needs to grow. So, um, I feel like the people who were 60, if they knew what they were doing at 60 from age of 20, like they would, like, that's not how it goes. Like every, every season comes with again, different, I like the person that I am now, i you could not have told me that this is what I feel like I had like little inklings of, of convictions of what I should be doing, but I still kind of ignored it because I was just like immediate gratification is what I'm concerned about. And that's what I'm going to do. But now as I'm getting older, I'm more like, oh, okay, well, I already know what that will bring right now, but I'm trying to see what I could work towards maybe later on a dime or around like later on in life. Right. But then also still not be so focused on that to where I feel like I have to do everything right now for tomorrow. Right, so, right. Balance. But you got to like, if everybody had it figured out, why, why would we even need each other? Why would we need God? You know what I mean? What would we need a spiritual direction or divine path? Like, I just don't think that's that's realistic to expect out of life. I think that it would just kind of be in your best benefit to... You know, like as things come to you of what you should probably do, maybe just be like, oh, I'll make space for that and do my best. But then also just know that, yeah, you you are going to be just fine. You'll be OK. And it's, it's OK to not have it figured out to the T. Yeah. 
and I wish you have it figured out, you're going to appreciate it more because you remember being in this space of like, oh, I know. I wish we were taught that, but now I feel like we're starting to teach that to kids, you know, like. And and relearn a lot of things and also know that some of the things that we were taught were based off what that person knew. But like, again, knowledge is ever growing, ever, like it's always developing. So the things that we're going to get to now, 10 years outdated or tomorrow outdated, like that's just how it goes. Yes. I also want to talk about following your highest excitement. It's not a concept I made up, but I think when you're in that, that space of the unknown and you're having patience, but you also want to feel alive. And I think following your highest excitement and your pleasure and, and knowing yourself is so important on this journey. It's another thing. I don't think we were fully taught. I think we're meant to feel that excitement. We're meant to feel passion and have motivation to go and do things, you know, and they can shift and change. Like I had so much motivation getting up on stage constantly, and then something shifted a bit for now. And I think it's okay to just kind of go with your shifts. As long as you're following your excitement, your joy, your peace, whatever you want to call that thing. And it can always change, but you know, for me, and it's about, yeah, following your heart and learning what really feels good. And it's so crazy that you have to refine yourself to even know what feels good for you and what fits for your soul. Yeah. And then you got to kind of find a balance because I feel like it's, it's common for our young selves to want to have fun all the time, constant, 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 where's the vibes, but then like you need rest, <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean? And, and you need wisdom. So like, those are things that will require a different muscle than you having fun all the time. So recognizing what you need um, in, in any season is important, but that's also connected to knowing you. And then you just, you just got to spend time with yourself. I think that I was trying to avoid that for a while. Like I didn't, I felt like being with me in a sense was like alone and, 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 and loneliness, but I'm realizing like, this is, this is also Mm. something that you should be okay with doing, especially an event that one, that might be what you have to do. But then two, like you're learning about yourself now, like it's certain things that I do. Like I did karaoke the other night and I was just like, I forgot how like, lively this is like I love to scream and shout in the mic whether it's wrong right and I literally let myself in karaoke just mess up and still just enjoy it but like I hadn't done it in so long because in my mind I'm, I have like this checklist of things that I want to do these goals and but it's like don't forget that you still you know do gotta have fun and 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 feel stuff like that so yes yeah. Yeah. And now I, I know like, oh, what you what if someone asks me, what do you do to lift your spirits? I could be like, I'm going to take a dance class or do karaoke. But before if someone asks you that, you're like, mm, I don't know, like go go have a drink. You know what I mean? Like, what's up? You know what I mean? So, yeah, you got to you got to get to know yourself. Yeah. And I think also for me, you know, in spirituality, because that word is somewhat overused at times, although I still think it fits, but I think setting an intention, which is what I do is really important. So you can have fun and still have that and setting your intention of evolving 
and wanting to grow and heal with society. And that's not exclusive of going to karaoke or having a drink. Like you can have a fun, full experience here and be, and put it all under that umbrella of evolution and healing and love or whatever, you know? Yeah. So intentions, everything. And even when you're feeling down about not having things figured out or I feel like all of those things still leads to some type of motivation for your better. So even in the space, I feel like sometimes I would view being sad or disappointed as, and, and, and even sometimes pain, I would try to avoid those emotions because I didn't like it. But even anger, it, it sends you in a path of now I have to do something about this. Now, whether that solution hopefully is healthy, right? Cause like you're trying to find something safe to do about it, but even still now you're in a direction of serving a type of purpose. So I don't, I, I had to learn to not really avoid, okay, why do I feel embarrassed? Why, what, 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 what can I get from this? What, what, what should I be seeing? What should I acknowledge? You know what I mean? So that, it all comes to like, oh, even when I was feeling lonely, I was like, you know, now I know that this is something hard for me. I, before it was just like, oh no, I know I can be by myself. I'm good. Da, da, da. And then came this moment where I was just like, oh no, like I actually, there is more to this yeah. that I wasn't able to be aware of. So even yeah. in those spaces that are not preferred, there's something to learn too. I agree. It's about getting to know yourself because we have so much shame over what we just are. Not that we can't change. If you see a part of yourself you don't like, you always have an opportunity to, to grow and evolve. But I think sometimes we're just, humans are complicated, flawed beings. So it's okay to see parts of yourself and blind spots or ugly parts and accept it or work with it. And, you know, a lot of people try to put off a vibe of perfection and flawlessness. And that's just really, I mean, it kind of goes back to the whole monarchy thing. It's like, no one wants to live where they pretend they never fart or burp or pee or poop. It's like, dude, being a human, it's, it's okay. Like sometimes I'm jealous. Sometimes I, I wish bad on someone else. Sometimes I'm, I'm vengeful. Sometimes I, I'm irate. Sometimes, you know, it's, it, that's a human thing. Sometimes I want to steal, like, you know, like, but that I'm not going to beat myself up for being human. Like, okay, we can have a moment where it's like, all right, you didn't steal, so cool. But I think it's funny to kind of laugh at, like, yo, had it been, hey, two weeks ago, I would have stole that, yeah, me? But <laughs> like, I didn't. So yeah, I love that. Yeah. By the way, we got to wrap it up. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah, no stress. We're doing a short one today, everybody. So, Amina, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people find you? Yeah, you definitely invaded my privacy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> y'all can find me everywhere, aminaimani.com. Um, I'm not even on social media right now, but if you want to follow me and I'll get to you when I get to you, Amina Imani on all social media. Awesome. And thank you so much, everyone, for listening. And Amina, have a great rest of the day. All right. Bye, boo. Talk to you. Bye.